This is Redefining the Counterculture on Witten Radio. Make sure to check out our website at wittenradio.com. You're listening to another episode of Redefining the Counterculture. We've got a special guest for you today. We're joined by the one and only uh, Dr. Matt Fink from the band The Revolution. Matt, how's it going? Very good, thanks. Awesome, awesome. I'm super excited to talk to you. You've got some good stuff in the works. Uh, you guys are gearing up for another another tour. Um, tell me how you feel. Well, I, I'm really enjoying uh, getting out and playing again with the Revolution. It's been a lot of fun last couple of years now that we've been uh, engaged in, uh, you know, playing for our fans, and uh, it's, it's so far it's been great. Really fun. Absolutely, absolutely. Is it um, is it ever do you ever get I guess uh, kind of like nervous or anxious before you perform? Um, yeah, you know it depends. But, yeah, occasionally you know I get I get excited, I get a little little revved up, so to speak. Uh, no pun intended, or you know, play on the word revolution. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no, um, I don't really get like. Um, nervous or, or stage fright anymore. But I will tell you that, you know, back in the day when we uh, do the first show for any tour with Prince himself, that that early, the first night I would have uh, uh, first night jitters, so to speak, or I, I just, the, the adrenaline would be pumping and I'd get butterflies in my stomach and I'd be nervous. So yes, I, I've had some of that in the past. Uh, but once we get on a roll and once you get the initial show or two, you know, underway, that sort of um, that sort of nervousness disappears, and uh, it's just all about uh, going out and playing and having fun. Absolutely, absolutely. You, you're gearing up now for um, Dallas. You guys have uh, some uh, New Year's Eve uh, shows lined up, three shows in, in total. Um, it, it's awesome. What was the deciding factor to, to choose Dallas? Because I know you guys are just amazing anywhere and everywhere. Uh, was it something special that drew you to Dallas? Um, I guess it just worked out that way. You know, our uh, uh, schedule and what, what our booking agent could line up, you know, it just worked out that uh, Texas uh, turned out to be a good choice. And, uh, you know, we're going to do Austin first and then Houston and then Dallas, I actually, on New Year's Eve, so three in a row, the 29th, 30th, 31st in that order. So it would be Austin, Houston, Dallas, just like that. And, uh, you know, even though we've been to, uh, I think we've been in Austin earlier in the year, actually, for Austin City Limits Festival, not that long ago, really. So we did a couple weekends there. And now we're coming back to Emos, which will be really nice. And um, I think we played uh, Houston and Dallas back in 2017. So we're just making a return visit, and uh, that'll be nice. You know, crowds are great, and, and just, we have a lot of good fans. There. Absolutely, absolutely. I, um, it's you. Um, you know, you're one of the original members of, of the band, and um, you've seen a whole lot, I'm sure. Um, what would you say was, was the key to just like your your longevity? Because you know, I, I know that Prince 
was um, not always easy to get along with. Um, you know, he he demanded you know a certain type of perfection to to his craft, his music. Um, what was it that really just helped you to, I guess, weather the bad days and to you know to you know to to make amazing music with him? Um. That's a good question. That's a tough one to answer, though, because um, you know I would I would have to say that you know ninety eight percent of the, the time spent with Prince uh, was really positive. Uh, of course, he was demanding, but there were you know moments where um, his perfectionist perfectionism could you know um, interfere a little bit with your ability to uh, satisfy what he was looking for. But uh, usually, I, you know, at, at the moment he was saying, oh, well, um, I don't know, you got to work harder at that, Doc. Uh, it's just not coming through yet, you know. And then I just would work harder and, you know, do my best to accommodate what, what he was looking for. And it was never uh, anything that I thought was irrational or unwarranted. So... Uh, he just demanded perfection, and so you just had to work as hard as he did. And he he was one of the hardest working uh, artists of all time, in my opinion. I mean, he he just uh, created something every day. There was a song coming out of him, and the amount of time he spent between either rehearsing the group or uh, working in the studio. Uh, was just unparalleled. I, I don't know if there's too many other artists that, that devoted the amount of uh, his life to his craft. Uh, I know that there's another artist uh, who's every bit as prolific as Prince, and that was Bob Dylan, who's also a fellow Minnesotan. And he did tons and tons of songs, you know, just hundreds and hundreds of songs that are just still sitting uh, unreleased, and now they're starting to put some of his uh, unreleased material out. Um, and and I'm sure there's other artists. I'm just not privy to how hard they've worked or what kind of material is sitting there uh, in their archives that's never seen light of day. But I just know that Prince is uh, next to James Brown. <laughs> you can call him the hardest working. Uh, Absolutely. Guy Absolutely. In the you know, like like right right along with James or anybody else for that matter, he, he ranks in the the top of those echelon of those people that that um, they couldn't turn the spigot off, so to speak. They just uh, put so much material out there and they enjoyed every minute of it, and it just it flowed through him. It was really uh, an astounding body of work that he has has created. That's still um, waiting to see the light of day and you know they'll, they'll probably be releasing things from his archives for many many years to come due to that dedication to his craft yeah absolutely yeah he's got there's just so much there was there were so many layers to him you know as a, as a oh, person yeah. This year. yeah 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 um, really amazing what was the um what was the deciding factor to you know continue on um you know, after his death, if I know that must have hit you pretty hard, um, was there ever a time where you just thought, like, you know, hey, I, I think maybe I don't want to do this anymore? 
no, I mean, the revolution members stayed in touch throughout the years once the group had uh, been disbanded by him. But, uh, you know, and then we reunited uh, for the first time after many years back at the end of 2003 for a special uh, fundraising event for Sheila E's uh, uh, foundation that she had started for children. And we did that out in L.A. at the end of 03, and, and we enjoyed it so much that we really wanted to continue, but um, it, it was too difficult for everyone at that time due to their careers. And then uh, and then when Bobby Z uh, suffered a heart attack back in 2010, he decided to give back, and uh, I don't know if that was early 2011 or, I don't know, somewhere in there. Uh, he had suffered a heart attack, and then he decided to give back the American Heart Association uh, by doing a fundraising event with the Revolution. So we reunited again in uh, early 2012 for that. And again, the band got excited and said, boy, you know, this is long overdue and we should really continue doing it. Uh, And then again, it kind of fell apart for various reasons. And then uh, once Prince passed, uh, that was when uh, we thought, well, we better do something to at least pay tribute to our fallen boss, you know, and come out and play again and also help the fans and ourselves to grieve and uh, help people get through this. And once we got that going, there weren't really definite plans to keep going after the initial few shows that we did at First Avenue in September of uh, 2016. And, and then because it, it went well and because uh, we realized um, we should really carry on in some way, we decided to just start playing again and uh, really bring it out to more people than just at First Avenue, where you know many people flew in for those shows. But uh, we made that conscious decision to uh, do a tour in 2017 and bring it out to the rest of the U.S., and the fans have been very appreciative of that. So, okay, well, let's keep going, guys. Let's just see where it takes us. And uh, that's why we're out doing it. I love it. I love it. What's the, the I guess, the, the the biggest thing that you enjoy about touring? Because I know that touring can be fun, but it can also be pretty taxing, especially on the body. Um, what is it that you love most about being on the road, so to speak? Well, I, I really enjoy, you know, getting out of Minneapolis where I live and uh, exploring some of the places that we visit and, you know, seeing some sites and seeing some things and meeting up with fans and uh, performing, of course, is the best aspect of it all and, and really enjoy that. And I've learned over the years how to pace myself as well as the other band members so they can get enough rest. And you, you know, you, you do a regimen of uh, healthy eating and diet, vitamins and do the best you can to uh, get a good night's sleep. And then you can weather it. You know, so the touring doesn't become a chore at that point as long as you know what to do, you know, and uh, take care of yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, pace, I to... pace it properly. <laughs> <laughs> very true. Very true. Now, I know that you've got um, these three uh, New Year's Eve uh, Dallas shows lined up. Um, Well, it's actually Austin. Yes, Austin, Houston, then Dallas. Gotcha. New Year's evening. 
Exactly, but I'll fill you in that uh, because we've done a lot of the U.S. already in 2018, as well as 2017. You know, we've uh, repeated a few cities uh, from the 2017 tour into 2018. But uh, uh, in um, mid-January, we'll be out in San Francisco, and then Sacramento for three shows. And we've been there already, but we're going back again. And then uh, February, starting on February 4th, I think the first show is the 5th, but we'll, we have to fly out there a couple of days in advance to acclimate to the time change. Uh, we'll, we'll perform through the 15th at, uh, uh, in Europe, where we'll be in uh, Stockholm, Sweden, Oslo, Norway, Copenhagen, Denmark, Amsterdam, Paris and London. So this will be the first time the revolution has gone overseas to Europe since uh, 1986. And uh, most of the shows have sold out already. But they're, you know, they're good-sized clubs. It's not like we're doing arenas or big festivals out there yet. But we're still doing some decent-sized theaters and uh, clubs, you know, 1,500 theaters primarily. 15 to 2,000, 1,500 to 2,000 seaters. Wow. So we're excited about that. We're excited about that. And then in April, we're going to do uh, another two shows at the Paisley Park uh, Prince Celebration that they've been having the last uh, three years now. So we'll be there. And then who knows? Nothing else is booked after that. But I'm sure the summer of uh, 2019 will there'll be some dates that we added at this point. I love it. I love it. Matt, uh, I yes. want to get on the subject of, um, I want to jump ahead and talk about the subject of legacy. Um, you know, you're, you are known, you know, for the amazing work that you've done with the revolution. And, um, you know, when people look back, you know, over your, your life and your body of work, you know, what's the biggest takeaway that you want people to get from the work that you've done? Well, just that we we were innovators. You know, we innovated in the 80s, and uh, I'm hoping to uh, continue to put out some new material here now in the future. And I've been producing some new artists that will be coming out uh, next year, and that will also uh, add to uh, people's ability to hear what I've been doing. And, uh, you know, it's just... Uh, I always thought we were kind of pioneers along with, you know, some other of the 80s people that were that were out at that time. We were breaking ground, <laughs> so to speak, breaking new artistic ground with Prince. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, you indeed, you really did break some ground. I mean, there's no sound in the world like you guys. And, I mean, the work that you've done... The albums, you know, they stand the testament of time. So it's, it's truly, truly amazing when you think about it. Yeah. 
Well, he, he's, you know, he was the mastermind. That's all I can say. You know, he's, <laughs> you know, we, we were there, we were there along with him for the ride. And yes, we contributed, but he really, uh, deserves, uh, most of the credit, I'd say, for uh, what, what came out of that time period. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Matt, where can our listening audience find out more about you guys and keep abreast of, you know, your upcoming shows and, and new music? Mm-hmm. Well, we do have a, a nice uh, Facebook page, and it's just under the name The Revolution. It has our schedules posted there and other postings. And then there is a, uh, a website also dedicated to The Revolution that they can go to as well. We have Twitter feeds and Instagram and all that, but really the, the primary places to really keep up with what we're doing will be Facebook and or our website. I love it. I love it. Matt, thank you so much. I'm all out of questions, but I, I just wanted to open the floor to you if there's anything you'd like to say to our listening audience. Yes, just, uh, you know, please hope to see you. Uh, hope you can make it to some of these shows coming up in Texas. And uh, wherever else you want to join us, it's fine, too, obviously. Um, and just to let you know that, um, you know, we love all of our uh, followers and that, um, you know, we really, uh, really enjoy doing what we're doing right now. A lot of fun. I love it. Thank you That's so much. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. Awesome. Well, uh, Matt, you have a good day, and and thank you so much again for for stopping by the show. I have one more thing. Happy holidays to everybody. Oh, yeah. Who can uh, forget? Holiday season. Hope you all have a good holiday season, and uh, and that's all I can tell you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Matt, and happy holidays to you as well. Thanks. And happy New Year. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And happy New Year. (laughs) we'll be ringing it in we'll be ringing it in in Dallas (laughs) absolutely well it was nice talking to you likewise likewise. thank you so much Matt you're welcome guys that was our exclusive interview with uh, Matt Fink of The Revolution Uh, make sure to check out uh, the link to their website we'll put it in the body of this post Uh, we're also going to uh, put those dates down for their Texas shows coming up uh, the weekend, uh, the, the days leading up to New Year's, uh, culminating to the New Year's show in Dallas. Uh, stick around. We've got some news from the Associated Press coming up. The Punisher, a firearm-wielding vigilante, was pulled from New York Comic Con by Marvel and Netflix, something Steve Harsh, who's been attending for years, understands. I do kind of agree with that out of respect for the victims and for the situation. But another attendee, Leo Lawrence, says the Punisher didn't cause the Vegas shooting. That's only punishing the, the fans, and it's only letting the idiot that did it win. Punisher or not, security here is tight with the NYPD's heavily armed anti-terrorism unit standing guard. At the Jacob Javits Convention Center in Manhattan, I'm Julie Walker.